Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Love Podcast, which this time is going to center on Thanksgiving. I'm in the studio today with Peter. It's Friday, the week before Thanksgiving, and so we wanted to take a moment to just do some reflection on that. Most of us will probably spend some time with family because our culture is our government set up a day in the year to celebrate, to be thankful. Many of you, I'm sure, along with us, will be gathering with family and taking time to enjoy one another and to be thankful. I'm sure at some point, many of us would ask the question, what are you thankful for? Well, when I was first thinking about this and praying about it, thinking about a lot of wonderful thanks verses, I think the first thing that came to my mind, maybe it has yours as well, is that as believers, we don't need the government to establish a day of thanksgiving for us to be thankful. Even more so, as believers, and for all that the Lord has done in our lives, thanks is not a day of the year. It's every day of the year, throughout the day of every day of the year. Thanks should just overflow out of our hearts and our souls as we think about who He is and what He's done and what He's given. It's such a normal part. Even one of the exercises that we do, we call them God sightings, that if we're able, we try to do them daily, but it begins with remembering and giving thanks. We write it down. We journal how we saw the Lord love us in varieties of different ways. And so it's become a practice now for me for 20-something years of trying to begin most days or at the end of the day, remembering with thanks the things that the Lord has done, and it's cultivated this attitude of gratitude. But I think that should be very characteristic of Christians, of believers, that we are always giving thanks. And I think behind it is simply this fact, is that when you've been walking for the Lord for a certain length of time, you come to recognize that everything, everything is gift. Everything is kindness. Everything is grace. And how can we not but be thankful? Almost in the negative in Romans 1.21, Paul says, Although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. Well, the inverse of that would be, if we know God, the most natural response to knowing Him, to experience Him, to being loved by Him, the natural response is to give glory, to give praise, and to give thanks. You know, another really interesting, wonderful thought about thanks, and even praise for that matter, is that it is something that's always a response to something that's happened first. It presupposes that something was done that's praiseworthy, It's that something was done for which giving thanks would be a normal response, that these things that the Lord asks from us are actually the natural response to who He is, what He has done, what He has given to us. You know, and it's just as simple as Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, as He's sharing and speaking and teaching. At one point in Matthew 5, 44, 45, He says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. 
He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Later in Luke's gospel, he finished that section by saying, because God is kind to the wicked and the ungrateful. Behind it all is whether it's good or evil, God's kindness just through the gift of rain, the gift of the sun, he gives to everyone. And then there's a prayer that David prays at the end of 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 29, and I put that in a song years ago called, Yours, O Lord. And in that he says, yours, O Lord, is the greatness. Yours, O Lord, is the power and the majesty and the glory because everything in heaven and earth is yours. He says, wealth and honor come from you. You give everything to everyone. And then he finally says, and now our God, we give you thanks. And then right after that prayer, even David starts reflecting and going, Lord, because he, together with many of the leaders, had been very generous to give toward the building of the temple. But in that, David says, I love these words, he says, Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Because everything comes from you, and we've actually only given you what already came from your hand. See, David recognized that we give thanks and praise your glorious name because of who he is, and it's all his. Yours, O Lord. Yours, O Lord. Yours, O Lord. It's all yours, and you have, in kindness and mercy and grace, you have given us so much. So, in a number of places when especially in the Psalms, like Psalm 100, at the end of Psalm 100, verse 4, he says, you know, enters gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. Or there is um, five Psalms, Psalm 106, 107, 118, and 136, actually four Psalms, but two different places in Psalm 118, where there, there's this explicit exhortation Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Well, again, we don't give thanks ultimately because we're commanded to do so. We give thanks because it's so natural to do so. But the bottom line is, in order to be thankful, you have to reflect. You have to remember. The exhortation to give thanks is really an exhortation to pause and remember. It's to pause and dwell on how good the Lord is, right? Because then the very next statement, especially in Psalm 100, is he says, For, for, because the Lord is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. The exhortation to give thanks is pause, notice, remember, the Lord is good. His love endures forever and His faithfulness continues to all generations. You know, even the Lord is good. Peter and I were praying just before the podcast and I couldn't help but thinking again when God displayed His goodness to Moses. Moses asked for His glory and God says, well, I'll display my glory to you. But it's also He referred to explicitly as His goodness. When the Lord is good, 
a huge part of the goodness is who he is, his character and his nature. When he appeared before Moses, remember, let's hear it again, when he said, I am Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God. I am slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. I maintain love toward you, and I forgive your wickedness, rebellion, and sin. The Lord is good. He is kind. He is gracious. He is so patient. He is so loving. He delights to show mercy, he says. I mean, how can you not give thanks and praise such a God who is so amazing, who is so good? And yet again, I think about the fact that what's behind this attitude of gratitude, this constant outpouring of thanks, is our constant reminder that everything is gift, which then just caused me to think about, well, like what? And, you know, I just Googled gift again because I knew there was a number of verses that had gift in it. I just wanted to make sure I found them all, but... Probably one of the most famous ones of all is Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death, but, but the gift of God is eternal life. Wages, what we deserve, what we've earned is death. But the gift of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, Paul says, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Ephesians 2.8, this one too, probably many of you know, but remember it's in this one spot in that paragraph when he's talking about grace, when he says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Or Acts 2.38, remember Peter is responding when the people cry out at the end of his very first sermon ever about Jesus, and they say, what do we do? To which Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. That's gift. But then he finishes by saying, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's also in John, when Jesus, remember when he sits with the woman at the well, and he says, if you'd ask me, If you knew who it was who was asking you for water, you would ask me, and I would have given you the gift of living water, which later in John 7, he explicitly tells us, is the Spirit. I mean, seriously, folks, what better gift? In Hebrews, the author is talking about actually people that could go away from the Lord. But it's in Hebrews 5, 4 and 5, he says, those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God, most likely the gospel, and the powers of the coming age. I mean, oh my gosh, what kind of gifts? Tasting the heavenly gift, tasting the Holy Spirit, tasting the goodness of the gospel, tasting of the powers of the coming age. I mean, Oh my gosh, it's all gift. It's all gift. It's all gift. Unbelievable gifts. Instead of giving us what we've earned or deserved, he's given us eternal life, which also then is this unbelievable future, right? I mean, it's not just eternal life presently walking with Jesus, but we have this unbelievable future, this inheritance that Paul refers to, that we become heirs with Jesus. 
of this unbelievable future. When he comes back, it makes all things new. I mean, gift upon gift upon gift upon gift. Everything's gift. Unbelievable gifts. And so if you're asked the question, well, what would you be thankful for? Well, a lot of times we tend to answer that question in terms of what we've been given, what we have. And of course, that's partly true. But when he says, for the Lord is good, David says, his love endures forever. It just made me think of one of my favorite times when I was pastoring. I would often, around this time, refer to Psalm 107, because it's not just what he gave us, but it's also what he's done. And I love how this psalm begins. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And then verse 2, he says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Isn't a lot of our giving thanks, and when somebody asks you, what are you thankful for? It turns into a story. It's not just about gifts, not just about things and stuff, but it's about what somebody did or what, especially what God's done. And there's four parts to this psalm. If you get a chance, the, the last segment of it doesn't quite follow the same pattern, but from the beginning of the psalm till verse 32, it has this pattern where it says, verse 4, some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. And then it says, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. So let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Is that your story? Is that what you have to share? Is part of our gratitude this Thanksgiving, this season, is remembering how the Lord provided for just some of our basic needs, a place to settle, a home, a roof over our heads, that we're no longer hungry and thirsty? Verse 10, he picks up another group. He says, Some sat in darkness and utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. But then this phrase, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Well, is that similar that sometimes we've gotten ourselves in some sort of bondage, even because of our own rebellion, our own foolish choices? But maybe that's part of our story this Thanksgiving, is that he delivered us from certain kinds of bondage, certain kinds of addictions. He cut through those bars of iron and broke down the gates of bronze. But he set us free. Is it freedom that you want to give thanks for? Some kind of freedom the Lord brought into your life. A third group, he says, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. And here's the refrain. But then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. And again, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. 
Again, has there been some sort of sickness, some illness, whether you brought it on to yourself in this case, but has the Lord come and done something to your health, to your body, healed somebody that you really love or value or cared for? And is that part of your thanksgiving story? Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, the psalmist says. And finally, it says, some went out in the sea in ships and Suddenly it says, you spoke, God, and stirred up the tempest and lifted the high waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. So one more time. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. In this case, have you been through some kinds of difficult circumstances this year, this last little while, and, but you've watched the Lord bring you through, bring you to the safe haven, meet your need. The last thing I want to at least bring to our attention is many of us, if we've been Christians for some length of time, we're familiar with 1 Thessalonians 5.18 where he says, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I know that there are some of you out there today that it's hard to find a story to tell of where things are better, things to be grateful for, because you're right smack dab in the middle of it right now that you are going without, that you are in bondage, that you are in sickness, that circumstances are incredibly difficult. So how do you give thanks in those circumstances? Well, I think the bottom line is what we've been talking about since the beginning of the podcast. It's what we choose to think about. Because even in the midst of your most difficult circumstance, you can remember what the Lord has already done how good he is, what glorious future we have, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life, the gift of an inheritance. There are things that we can be grateful for. And then especially is that he promises to be with us and to empower us in the midst of our affliction, of our struggle, our difficulty, I just so pray for you that right now, if you're in that situation where it's hard to be thankful, that the Lord would help you right now to remember, to remember his goodness, to remember his unfailing love, and that he is faithful to you, to be with you, to empower you, to help you. But in the end, really, it's that little illustration of it's either half full or half empty. You know, half is half. But we all do have a choice in the perspective, in what we choose to focus on. I pray that God would help you today, help you to choose to focus on all that we have to be grateful for, that all is gift. Who he is is gift to us, what he's done, what he's given that in all circumstances, every one of us would be able today to be able to give thanks. So I just pray, Lord Jesus, would you bless brothers and sisters out there today. So glad we have a holiday actually to enjoy family, but we do ask you with all our hearts 
Would you help Thanksgiving to be not just one day out of the year, but every day, throughout the day, as we willfully remember who you are, what you've done, what you're doing, what our future is. Help us, Jesus, because we are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen.